These are my business antlers, Brad. Of course, they're the ones with the sequins on them. Yeah, like, look, they come out after Thanksgiving. They go Mm -hmm. away after New Year's. They're a way to signify that this is business season on my Twitch stream. You want the sparkly antlers. That's how they know you mean business. Look, you can't see it on the Twitch stream, but there's also some holly there. It gets green screened out. I don't know why it took me like three appearances of those antlers on one of these streams or these video chats before I realized, oh, wait, you just have those zip tied to your headphones. Yeah, but do you think I was putting them on every day? I I assumed you were just wearing them for funsies. My head's too big to wear like a headband antler. It hurts. I just figured you were coming from some child related activity and you didn't bother to take them off yet or something. I was I was wearing my like my I don't even I was wearing one of these like these orange skull dock workers hats. I don't know. The the beanie. Beanie. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about you. I mean, I would call it a toboggan, but that has that that tendency has all but been beaten out of me by now. (laughs) Wait, no. Toboggan has the puff on the top, doesn't it? Does it? Well, yeah. I mean, if you recognize the word toboggan as referring to a hat, then you're already ahead of 99% of the Philistines in California. Look, man, we don't need to talk about cold weather gear in California because it's just going to piss off all the locals. Yeah, that's true. I continue to be irked when it's like 45 degrees out and I see people walking around with like wool mittens <laughs> and, and like a a huge scarf and like a big giant toboggan. I'm like, man, I've lived here for 20 years, but y'all assholes. Like they've, got the, they've got the hood like with the drawstrings so that you can always yeah. see their nose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't know when it's when it's when it's when it's barely freezing ish. You don't have to worry about freezing your lungs. You can breathe through your mouth still. It's OK. That's true. And when um, I was in Chicago a couple of winters ago. Oof. I was there in January and it was negative 20 before the wind chill. Wow. wow. And I, I thought I had experienced cold in my life before, but I had not. Yeah. Like when you got into the car, you had to scrape the inside of the windshield <laughs> because the condensation, like the moisture from your breath the last time you were in the car would frost up on the inside of the glass. And that was horrific. That's like that was people shouldn't live there. It's no yeah. bueno. <laughs> I don't think I've ever experienced cold of that magnitude before. That's like, I don't even know what that would feel like. So uh, my mom said that we had, when I was, when we were kids, when you and I were both kids and we lived close to each other without knowing it, mom said that there was one year that it got to negative 20 in Bristol and we had, uh, we had like metal frame sliding glass doors around, like that was all the doors on our house was, there was one door that wasn't a metal frame sliding glass door and it was so cold that the moisture that was condensing on the inside of those doors where the metal was transferring is, you know, leaching heat out, froze the doors shut. <laughs> and so the only way we could get out of the house was to go through the one door that was just a normal ass door. Um, or we had to like, you know, warm up those edges hair. Well, we hair dried them. And then the power went nice. out. We were like, Oh shit, we're going to yep. die in here. Yep. That'll happen. Um, yeah. Rural life, man. It's good. That's good. I agree with you. That is good. Does it it ever feel like a little dizzying or maybe do you feel like a little sense of vertigo every time you brush up against the extremely narrow range of conditions in which human beings can actually live? You know what I mean? It's like all it took was all it took was for the temperature to drop like an extra 30, 40 degrees more than it normally might. And all of a sudden, like the basic functioning of your house is breaking down. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, I, I, another another good example of that is like like the the boiling point of water based on the atmospheric pressure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like like you can't make tea on Mount Everest. Right. Totally. Like it just I mean, doesn't work. Who who would want to go on Mount Everest if you can't make tea? But you know what I mean? Or it's like, yeah. you know, you can't can't exist in a vacuum because all the liquid in your body will just boil right out. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, well, there's, there's, a lot, like, there's a lot you take for granted about living on this planet in most of the habitable climates that, that you do. Like even in the climates where life can exist on the planet, which is like it's shocking, right? Like there's 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 briny lakes underneath Antarctica that are full of like weird microbes and shit that only exist in one particular briny lake under Antarctica. There's the stuff that lives at the bottom of deep sea trenches. There's the stuff that lives on Mount Everest. There's the stuff that lives in volcanic vents. There's you know all this. It's it, it's amazing. And humbling. And it makes like when you think about that stuff, it's when I feel the smallest. Right. Sure. Well, yes. That's not true. After last week's talk about black holes, pretty small. <laughs> that's fair. Or I guess that was the patron episode. But anyway, yes. yeah. the yeah, like, yes, I feel very small when I think about how 
how narrow a slice of things we can live in. I mean, when it comes down to it, I would rather live in Chicago than a black hole, if you put it to me. So at least there's that. At least love can reach you in a black hole, Brad. <laughs> that's, but that's in true. Chicago, that's fair. I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> nice hot dogs, though. Welcome to Brad and Will Made a Tech Pod. I'm Will. I'm Brad. Hello. Hey, how's it going? That's good. Well, yeah. you're going to get business handlers. What are you going to, you going to fancy up your, your hat? I can tell you how I do the, how I can do, how I do the zip ties. Uh, okay. Well, let me, let me figure out my antler or other uh, headgear situation. Okay. Man. Cause you know, there's also, there's as discussed, there's elf ears, there's the Santa, ha- Santa hats, there's yeah. uh, get sexy elf ears. Ooh, I don't know about what kind of man, elves? You can get a whole new audience. You might you find Brad over on OnlyFans. I don't. I don't know what kind of elfin audience you're catering to, but uh, the thing I'll say is, I tried a Santa elf. hat for uh, a while. Yeah, it was too hot and itchy. I could see you it. Don't, you don't want itchy yeah. on your head. Yeah. You want you want your head to air out in the middle yeah. of the stream. You, yes. you need ventilation. It's important. Only, That's why the antlers are good. Only only the herbiest of elves over <laughs> here. Okay. I I thought about stapling them, but I thought that was a little too close to the Grinch, and I That's, didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to. Yes. I don't want to have any tragedies. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about this week? What are we talking about? Well, you suggested it, man. Well, I'd look, you're it's the, one. <laughs> it's the artifice of the podcast. Somebody has to ask then, then, you know, you're I was the, like, you're the one that now has legitimate, honest to God, hands-on experience with 5g. This is true. I have We're, a phone that does the five G's now. The, the um, fifth G has arrived. Yeah. And, and contrary to public opinion, Bill Gates has not activated the Rona in me using my five <laughs> G no. phone. No. Um, you let's see. A, the weather radio still wor- weather radar still works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I have know. cancer or autism, so I feel good on all those fronts. And, all, and also, I'm sure your life is radically different because of how fast your phone's data transfer is now. Right? It's completely different. Right? It's a whole different. Well, you might be surprised, Brad. Night, it must be a night and day difference. <laughs> So the biggest change is that my phone has a little tiny weird place on the side. I don't know if you can see it through the case. There's like a window on the side. And that's where that's where the fast. Here's the thing. There's there's different 5G's. There's more than one 5G. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's a low band 5G, which operates in one spectrum. That is the low end from 600 to 850 megahertz. Okay. Uh, wait, wait yeah, is there seriously yeah. a sub gigahertz segment of the 5G band? Really? Yeah. I yeah. was well, promised. That's where, that's where I, 4G I, operates too. I this is the promised, one that's been around. I was promised like two dozen gigahertz. Look, look, no, no, this, gigabits. This, the gigahertz is just the wavelength. The, the, oh, the I know, frequency. That's what I'm saying. I, I was, I'm sitting here looking at weather forecasts at, at around 24, 23.8 gigahertz, something like that. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the, so the low band, which is what everybody turned on pretty straight in, in a pretty straightforward way earlier this year uh, and in and 2019 is basically like 4G plus plus, right? Okay. So it's a little bit faster. It's not gigabit. So it's not going to run at a thousand megabits per second. Um, the theoretical max is around 250, 80 to 250 for each cell. So that means that, everybody that's connected to a, a the cell radio will share that bandwidth. Okay. That really um, does sound like 4G because I, you know, I haven't, I haven't done a honest to God speed test on my phone over, over cellular recently, but that sounds kind of in the ballpark of what I was getting already. I would bet if you fired up your 4G phone speed test right now, you would get like 80 to 100 megabits where you yeah, live. Yeah. Um, I typically see 50 to 80 megabits when I run a speed test if I'm out and out and about in Pacifica, um, when I'm on that, on that kind of spectrum. And the nice thing about that is it works just like 4g. You have similar, like the, the radio penetrates buildings. You, it has good range. So if you can see a tower someplace in the, in a rural part of the country, you'll probably have signal, uh, assuming it's the right, the right brand radio, you know, assuming it's a Verizon radio for your Verizon phone or a sprint radio for your sprint or well, I would. Sorry, T-Mobile radio for your T-Mobile phone, whatever. Hey, can we just talk about uh, talk about the old EM for a second? Yeah, uh, the electromagnetic the, magnetic radiation. The, the the penetration is just because of the shape of the wave form, right? Is that correct? 
It's about the frequency. The wavelength, rather. Yes. Wavelength. Wa- yes. Wavelength and frequency that's, that's are I mean. inextricably connected. Yes. yes. Well, they're the same thing, right? Yeah. Effect- effectively. It's two two different measures of the same thing, basically. Right. right. So, uh, and then what are the, what are the terms? Is short and long? I guess are the ways to describe. So uh, low is uh, long. Yeah. Long wavelength is lower is, on the spectrum. Is that right? Like the the lower uh, the hertz, the longer the wavelength. Is that correct? That seems. I think that's right. The no, the lower the hertz, the higher the wavelength. Okay, because it's the number of waves per second is what the hertz is measuring. Okay. So the longer the wave the fewer waves there are per second. Yeah. So it's inverse. The longer, the longer the wavelength, the, I apologize like in advance for this. <laughs> it's a lot. It's almost, it's almost the end of the year, man. This, this year has been a lot. The, the, this is, I did not expect, I did not think about the actual math here, but the upshot is. I, well, I'm just trying to like conjure the image of the wavelength in people's heads. Like it's, it's the, yeah. the longer the wavelength, the longer before you get to another curve up and down. Right. Well, that's what, yeah. So the that's upshot is there are certain waves, wavelengths that penetrate wood and metal and concrete and the types of things that we build buildings with glass right. better than others. Um, some, some, uh, the 600 to 850 megahertz range has really, really good penetration for typical building supplies, which is why we've been using it for years and years and years. Okay. It's why we did TV in that range. Like early TV was in sure. that same frequency spectrum. And it's because it goes, it'll go into your house. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's worth, probably worth noting. That's like a much lower or longer wavelength than even like typical, uh, home Wi-Fi. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, or going, well, going back a couple decades, even like your typical, like off the shelf cordless phone. Right. It was it's in the same general range as the cordless phones were. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so that 900 megahertz un- unlicensed range, which I don't think is on. I think that might have changed recently. I haven't paid attention to it. Um, that was the first place that cordless phones showed up because they were all analog and they needed a massive amount of spectrum to work. Oh. But they also had crazy like my parents have a 900 megahertz phone oh, that has ridiculous you, range. Still, you might, you might be talking about slightly older cordless phones than I am. I was thinking about the 2.4 gigahertz cordless phones. Oh, yeah, but the 900 megahertz ones came out in the 90, uh, like mid 90s, probably because okay. I had one of those okay. when I was in college. I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it and it like I I lived in an apartment like in one of those apartment complexes where college kids live and there were probably 500 units in this apartment complex. And I could walk almost all the way across the apartment complex and still have my cordless phone wow. more or less work. Hey, remember cordless phones? Cordless phones were good, man. Hey, remember phones? Yeah. Hey, I don't remember, remember, that. remember landlines? Do you guys still have a landline? No. Well, really? No. Hmm. Yeah. We, I, I pay for a number. I pay yeah, for so, our old number. So, so do I. I can't unbundle it from my internet service, but I've never actually hooked a phone up to it. I probably should. Why? I don't know. Power goes out. That'll go down too if it's yeah, hooked up to your right. internet. Yeah, you're right. Um. So, okay. So 600 to 850 megahertz low band is low. Ba- so the other thing is the higher the wavelength, the more data you can pack into a, into a smaller range of frequencies. Okay. So like the, the low band, signals because it's congested and there's a bazillion phones on that and other devices your maximum channel width is like 100 megahertz so that's why that's why you don't get a massive amount of data in that in that space um midband is 2.5 to 3.7 gigahertz this is more limited in regions because that that is a spectrum that is licensed differently like all of this is wildly dependent on the region that you're in because like the US, the EU, India, China, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, African countries, everybody licenses different spectrums for different stuff. And some of these bands are just not available in certain regions. Um, 2.5 to 3.7 gigahertz is much, much more uh, less congested. You can do fatter channels. Uh, and as a result, you can get and the density on each you know, per per like megahertz of way of channel you have available is greater. So you can get a hundred to nine hundred megabits per second. I have not seen like first off, iOS doesn't expose this stuff. I haven't seen any speed tests that indicate I'm connecting to these bands. Oh, okay. So that's one of the questions I was going to ask after we get through these basics. But so yeah, you're on an iPhone 12, just to be clear. That's iPhone the, 12. That, that is the the handset that you are using to yes, try. I'm not using these. one of the Samsung phones or so anything. So they do in fact actually expose which type of band nope. you're connected to? Or no, no they, don't. they do they not. Don't. You have to infer it based on the performance that you're oh. getting. Oh, I th- okay. I thought you were saying yeah. that they would be an indicator. Uh, I'm going to check and make sure because we've had okay. four or five iOS updates since I looked at this well, last. What, what does it look like when you're, does it just say 5G? Just says 5G. Okay. 
just like it's well what does it say does it say lte i've gotten so used to the ios display i don't even it doesn't register mentally anymore it say? mine says 5g and let's see when i go into settings and i go to general uh, or oh, actually right. i should probably go to it cellular says, it says lte when you're on 4g right mm-hmm. yes it uh, does not tell me uh let me go look at about and make sure it's not there and you're on which network uh verizon verizon so Verizon, I, yeah, it gives me my, I mean, my, my ID, but it doesn't give me any indication of what I'm connected to on the radio side. Interesting. So, um, I mean, this, this that's, what is more Apple than not telling you? That's true. But I mean, it's, it is, it's annoying. But the, the carrier's marketing has focused so much on 5G. I'm not so, I'm surprised they don't try to get it in your face a little more. Of course, on the um, other hand, once they lock you into your plan, what do they care <laughs> about how I mean, wild you are you know that's a good point but also you know I, I i don't i don't understand the marketing choices behind that kind of stuff um the thing it, it's it's weird to me there is a setting in ios that you need to flip that says allow more data if you go into your cellular settings if you have unlimited data and don't mind it chunking data out you can match the button that says allow more data on 5g i may not have turned that on when i did the early testing on this stuff um I'm going to see what speed test I get right now. I had to wipe my phone a few weeks ago and I, so oh. my settings weren't I just did a clean install. Wait, uh, do, you, let's do, see. do you do you try to do you restore backups from phone to phone typically? Usually, yeah. Really? Yeah. No kidding. I gave that up yeah. a long time ago. It just feels feels more performant to start with a clean slate. I have used I have way too many two-factor things on my phone That's to feel fair. comfortable doing that at this point. That's fair. Um so I have I'm getting like 23 megs down and three megs up inside the house. Megabytes down? Megabyte, megabits per second. Megabits? Yeah, it's, it's slow. Yeah. We, I'm in a shitty coverage area too. Okay. Right? My house well, so is maybe, I mean, we'll get to that area. stuff. It's not like that's probably the actual kind of focal point of this topic, right? Is like what the coverage is like at long distances because the deployment sounds like it's pretty fiddly. So, yeah. So the, the trick with the mid band is that it penetrates reasonably well. It doesn't seem to be deployed where I am. I don't know if that's a U.S. spectrum thing or if that's just a local Verizon in my neighborhood slash the places I go during the pandemic thing. Um, the other the third place that this is interesting is with the high band stuff. So high band is 25 to 39 gigahertz, which is 25,000 megahertz to 39,000 yeah. megahertz. And this is millimeter waves. Okay. So this is a different uh, a different uh, spectrum. It's closer to microwaves, I believe. Huh. Um, <laughs> you're going to be cooking food with your phone at some point. No, you're not going to be cooking food with your phone. That is that is what the crazy people say. But okay. it is not. You cannot you cannot cook an egg with no, your no, millimeter I'm, wave. Radio. I am a being flip. Uh, I, know, I, have, I know. I have heard. I mean, yeah, the, the term millimeter wave has definitely become like a buzzword, right? Like that that is showing up in marketing and, and a lot of headlines. Yeah. And, and it's really it's really interesting because like that high frequency um, gives you a. um massive massive theoretical maximum so yeah i mean like, like that the, is that is a damn high frequency like if you've listened to the, much of this podcast or you know if you listen to the podcast at all you probably already know that but you know like home wi-fi like fast ass home wi-fi is still in the like five to just now getting into like the six gigahertz territory well yeah and it's and it's it's you're looking at um like if you're looking at like the wireless pci express stuff like the uwb stuff that um like for the vive uh for the wireless vr adapters and stuff like that you're looking at like the same kind of ranges like those are i think 60 gigahertz um, oh wow okay uh so the downside so the upside is you can get real fast performance up to theoretical maximums of like 10 gigabits for okay. a cell which is shared amongst all the users but still that's a shitload of bandwidth for the 10 people or 15 people that connect to a cell at any given can I, moment can i interrupt you real quick and yeah. get you to elaborate on exactly what constitutes a cell like is that an antenna is that a physical thing on the tower or like what, what how does that work exactly so it's a shared radio transmitter and receiver on okay. the tower okay yeah. so it is the physical kind of, an, kind of antenna sort of often there's software now but yeah there's oh. a, there's like a physical there's a there's a physical thing that connects and then there'll be a chip that drives and each of those chips can drive a certain number of connections and each okay. of those so, is yeah. a cell so that's the point is that there is a hard limit on connections there yeah and and so this is worth getting into too there are different types there are different scales of cell so there are um like mega, I think, I think they, they have a, they have a, yeah, they, they have uh, different labels for them. There's a Metro cell, which is like 
if you like in San Francisco, we have Sutro Tower, which is a huge radio tower on top of the biggest hill in town. And it's where all the TV broadcasts There's, I'm sure there's like all sorts of wireless Internet stuff off there. You would put a metro cell on a big area and give it like 20,000 milliwatts of power. Right. They're really big. They cover a massive, massive area. And they're relatively low bandwidth. They'll use the they'll use the lower band frequencies to give wide areas of coverage that are not particularly fast, right? Okay. Um, to to hundreds and hundreds of people at a time it, per cell. So so like there'll be 500 radios on that tower, and each radio is capable of serving 250 or 300 people. Interesting. So, so you're looking at thousands to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of people, or if you're in a rural area, there'll be like one of those things and there'll be six cells that all point in different directions or eight cells that all point in different directions. And those will serve, again, a couple of hundred people per per cell. And what do you know what tier of uh, of service those can reach? Like, are we talking like edge and 3G or, or is 4G on? I think edge and 3G. I think th- edge is retired. 2G is retired now. Edge yeah, cool. was 2G. Right. Um, I think 3G is turned off in the US. I don't know. It really? depends on your region. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, I haven't seen 3G in ages. I just, I just assumed there were some like super rural areas that still hadn't gotten 4G well, deployment, but who knows? Well, so what happens is usually the those deployments get pushed even in rural areas because they want to reclaim the unused parts of the spectrum. Oh. So if there's frequency shifts, then like Verizon will have to get out of that spectrum so they can put, toss that back and get money back uh-huh. or license it out to somebody else. Sure. Um, so that's what happened to the 2G stuff. And I think I the 3G stuff went that way too, but I don't remember Okay, in, in the US at least. But, but, okay, but so, uh, or to, to ask the question from the other direction, can 4G work on a MetroCell? Like, can it, can it project yeah, oh from, yeah, absolutely. Over, over that big an area? Like, because where we're getting to is that like the FUD you hear about uh, 5G, like the real FUD, not the, like, it's going to turn you into a lizard alien, uh-huh. but, but the, you know, the, this is not all it's cracked up to be FUD is like that the, the range is incredibly short. It has to be deployed on like every street corner block by block to be effective. So that's why I'm asking like 4G can cover a big area with a relatively small number of like tower deployments, right? And 5G does that too. Like, oh, okay. this, like the 5G low band is exactly that. It's okay. Okay. For all intents and purposes, 5G <laughs> low band is just 4G. With a, but a little better. That's a little bit better. Okay. It's, you, you know, when we talked about Wi-Fi 6 and like 802.11 AC, the, yeah. you know, the, the new version of Wi-Fi versus the current version of Wi-Fi. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wi-Fi 6 is the new. So it's AX versus AC if you care yes. about the 802.11s yes. or 5 versus 6 if you pay attention to marketing. Um. Six is basically five plus some shit that makes the radios better for high density areas, right? Right. So okay. like your your neighborhood specifically, you'll probably see a benefit going from five to six. My neighborhood with you have fifty APs within your house that you can hit. Oh, way I have more than ten. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hun- you, you're looking at hundreds. I'm looking at ten the, or twenty. The, the site survey and my router interface tops out at a hundred, and it hits that, and seems there seem to be more past that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have. I see ten or twenty when oh, I do I'm a so site jealous. survey. Yeah. And I'm not I, if I switch from Wi-Fi from AC to AX, I probably won't see much difference, but you will. Right. This is a similar situation like they're doing better housekeeping. We're better at running these kinds of radios. The frequencies have changed a little tiny bit. Huh. OK. Um, but more or less, it's the same as 4G. And that's the baseline going forward. So the 4G stuff will eventually go away. The 5G stuff will replace it. Okay. You'll be able to keep your 4G phone for fi- at least five years, probably more. Um, okay, so this but, is this is new to me. Hearing that low tier five G is like actually good and usable and here now and stuff. Yeah, because all you hear about is the I guess it must be the millimeter wave stuff is just dominating all the coverage. Well, I mean the millimeter wave stuff is interesting because like Verizon is saying, hey, you can get gigabit internet on your phone, which is true, kind of. In reality, like I, okay, I haven't been to downtown San Francisco <laughs> during the pandemic, yeah. right? At all? Not at all. Man, it's depressing. It's rough. I mean, there's nobody there. There's no reason well, for me to go. No, no. But I mean, that's why it's depressing, like sp- specifically seeing all those like stores and restaurants boarded up. It's yeah. just, you know, it's like the, the the economic impact really smacks you in the face when you go down there of just like, man, this is a lot I, of people out of I work. actually go look, except for we're supposed to stay home right now. So I'm not going to. But any, no. anyway, the upshot is the places that I've been, including some shopping, like outside targets and shopping, like I've been to Ceremony Mall to do pick curbside pickups and stuff like that. I have yet to see every time I stop and park the car someplace and wait for a package, I open up the phone and do a speed test. <laughs> I have course. yet to see anything approaching a hundred megabits on the, on the real wow. life testing. Interesting. Uh, okay. Like I get, I get 80, 80 is pretty reliable at the, at the like Colma and daily city. I'm never seeing anything over a hundred. Interesting. Um, okay. 
so the high band, the 29 to 39 gigahertz is millimeter wave. And that, that right now, uh, PC mag did testing pays for testing every year and they do good, good wireless testing around the country. They saw 1.8 gigabits per second as the high speed on AT&T's 5G, actual 5G network. Wait, hang on. Can you repeat that? Did you say, can you repeat that? Did you say 1.8? Gigabits per second. Really? That's kind of crazy. It's bonkers. (laughs) That's that's pretty fucking fast. Like, I thought I misheard you for a second. No, but but it's also not representative of. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, and and most of the 5G, this is the other gotcha. Most of the 5G low band right now is slightly slower on some networks than the 4G huh. low band because they're because the ratio, the number of radios that are deployed for 5G versus the number of radios that are deployed for 4G right now is skewed probably in favor of the 4G is this is this is my theory this isn't anything anybody's written but they have to deploy the you know the radios get shifted as the demand for the for the new spec shifts so we'll see that change but as as it rolled out initially probably not quite as fast as the existing 4g yeah. not so much that you'll notice I mean, we have to be we have to be like mega early in the deployment right like because until the iphone 12 came out i didn't realize and granted i don't keep up with android handsets very well but like i didn't realize that 5g was really commercially even available yet so the 5g stuff that was the early 5g chipsets were actively bad is my understanding like the early qualcomm chipset that was in the android phones the first 5g android phones was drew an incredible amount of power and got really hot and killed your battery and didn't really show you a whole lot of performance benefit so it's a real real like don't buy this device right um they're better now you know this always happens the first couple of generations of the radios are almost always hinky and then they get okay and then they get good and then you don't think about them anymore for five years and then they roll out a new standard and we do the whole thing again yeah um the big problem with the millimeter wave stuff and i think this is like we we talked about this when we talked about stadia and and google was saying look 5g is going to make game streaming possible because like 5g inherently is is good right like they they do um the latency's better, the th- throughput's better, but like for gaming, the latency is is uh for a quarter what it is on on 4G. So you're looking wow. at like theoretical eight to twelve milliseconds. Uh Verizon reports early 5G is at like 30 milliseconds for for uh stuff that uses normal internet. Is that end-to-end latency or is that just their addition that's to the latency? Over the air latency. So that's radio to radio. Okay. Okay. Like radio radio latency is high because you're doing shared cells, so they're time splitting all these radios. Okay. So in other words, that doesn't take into account regular internet latency on top of that. Yeah. They're okay. and they're they're saying that we can get this down to 10 or 20 milliseconds round trip by deploying servers at the data centers connected to the wow to the backhauls for the, for the carriers. Um, What's, should I ask you to define the term backhaul or should that just be obvious? It's the connection. Is that just so the backbone it, type thing? It's, or? it's their connection to the main network rather than, so, so basically what they're saying is that they want to, it's like, you know how CDN like Akamai works, where really? they just put data centers in all the ISP Yes. Like they, they basically connect a data center to the ISP's network right. before, yes. so it doesn't have to go out to the internet yes. before yes. you you get like your YouTube videos or your Netflix videos. Right. Same thing. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, hold on. We, we I want to go back to before we get back. I'm going to do this too. I I, I know how I'm going to do this now. <laughs> the problem with the millimeter wave stuff is it doesn't penetrate anything. There are yes. like YouTube videos of people holding up a sheet of paper, putting it over the little five, the millimeter wave radio and watching the speeds oh, go wow. down. I thought by anything you meant like concrete and metal and, and maybe, maybe brick and wood and other common construction materials, but not like water and paper. Well, what does a microwave heat up in your oven, Brad? Is it heat Wait. up the food or does it heat up the water in the well, food? Yeah, the water, of course. But yeah, like. Same thing. Paper like the water blocks the water in your finger. If you put it over the window is going to block the thing from working. Paper don't got much water in it. Well, that's true. I, I don't I don't I haven't been able to like I said, I haven't been able to find any millimeter wave cell towers yeah. in places that I go. Right. So I don't know. I haven't gotten to repeat this. So it's it's a potentially apocryphal. I apologize for sharing this. I've seen multiple YouTube videos where people do this. I, I don't. Like it, this seems to me like the millimeter wave stuff is better for fixed installations. We'll get into that in a little bit. But like, for example, my parents who live in rural Virginia have 
a 4G, their internet connection is a fixed 4G installation. So there's a 4G cell on a tower that they can see from a pole by their house. They put a fixed antenna that aims at that tower. And that's, it's, it's like a dedicated connection between the tower and their house. And it uses 4G cellular radios, but it doesn't connect to AT&T or Verizon or Sprint or something like that. Like a, like your phone hotspot does, or your phone does. It's, it's a, it's a private 4G network that only works for them and so the people that subscribe to this provider that service. specializes. In, is, yeah. is that their only option or is that just their best option? That's it. It's that really? or satellite. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. So you, they do you, don't have you, cell service there. So you can't even like use a hotspot or something. How do you, how do you find it just day to day using it there? Um, it's significantly it, noticeably different. I assume it would be at least a little more latent than, than your average, like not wired, you know, hardline broadband. It's worse than cable. It's, it's, it seems analogous to like good DSL. Mm, okay. Well. Like it's, it was, I wasn't, I didn't do sp- like you're able to watch Netflix. You're able to watch stream okay. videos. I was able to like browse my Google photos library and do voice calls All and right. stuff like that. But it was very much a situation where if like, I had an important call that I had to make and it was a zoom or something. I had to like get everybody else to not use the internet for that 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, That's, that's a little troublesome, but, I, but I, I mean, guess, better than satellite. Holy yeah, shit. And yeah, way I cheaper mean, too. You know, live on the side of a mountain or in the middle of the woods or something. You got to make some trade-offs. Well, and here's the thing is if this millimeter wave stuff works for those kinds of fixed installations, then during the times when there's not something blocking the radio waves <laughs> like rain or snow <laughs> passing cloud. Yeah, it'll it's great, right? Yeah. It works really well. Um, even even if like the 4G stuff even worked during rain and snow, like we were there when it was raining and snowing and it was fine. Like it wasn't it, it, there was definitely a degradation in performance, but it wasn't like you can't use the Internet or you can't take a phone call. It was like, oh, the you know, the streaming is like a little blockier than I would like, maybe. Um, So the way you get around this in like an. The, the the upshot on this is that the the microwave stuff is going to be really relevant, I think, for installations and maybe for urban installations. So, like, okay. imagine you're walking you're walking to your office on uh, in San Francisco and you're on a corner on Second Street and Market, and like that's a really dense high traffic area. There's a bazillion people walking there all the time. People are always on their phones. You'll probably have really really dope internet on like corners like that. Okay, so like the yeah, the, this is kind of answering the question I haven't asked yet, which is that the conception that's forming in my mind of this millimeter wave stuff is that it sounds like it has both the upsides and the downsides of Wi-Fi. Pretty much. In in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, I think and that's so, fair. And so and so given that that is apparently the case like is that really Wi-Fi the big, penetrates though? Well, to some to some degree, yes. But but so does that really just make the big benefit of the millimeter wave stuff that you're essentially going to get Wi-Fi like service without having to bother like hunting down an access point and authenticating with it in a public space or whatever? It's I, like instead of trying to get on this place's Wi-Fi hotspot that's probably faster than my phone, my my phone provider, Verizon or whoever probably just has whatever whatever the equivalent what is what is the local equivalent what is the like block by block equivalent of a metro cell like they probably have some of those up and so i'm just yeah, going they, i'm just yeah. going to enjoy wi-fi like performance without having to hunt down wi-fi because it's just my cell phone right so like so yeah there absolutely are you probably don't notice the block by block equivalents because they usually disguise them in the building facades and stuff like that yeah um oh yeah yeah I didn't, I didn't mean you would see them or anything like that but like but they're there yeah, yeah. So like if you look at busy corners, uh, they use these things called microcells and they're uh, either built into like the corners of buildings or the facades or they're on light poles or bus bus power poles or something like that. They're they're around. They're the part of the background noise of our urban environments. We don't notice them anymore. But but those uh, serve up to a couple hundred users per cell. Okay, uh, They'll provide much higher speeds. Um they, and they cover a few hundred square meters, like a radius of a, a few hundred meters in the direction that they point. So you're literally looking at like a half a city block and you put them on every corner and it works itself out. Do you have any idea how the handoff technology works with those things? Because I can't imagine like what mechanics are going on when you're like on the bus or even driving or whatever, like, you know, to, from, to bounce from one to the next of those rapidly in succession, like. So especially maybe streaming a video or something like that. Like I mean, it's kind of amazing to me that they are actually able to hand that connection off that fast. Well, so it's um, it depends on the, it depends on the version of the spec and the, it used to depend on the provider. I think it's unified now across all the providers. Cause like in the old CDMA GSM days, the CDMA phones were able to do the handoff a lot better because the GSM phones 
the GSM phones assume that you're always going to connect. So there's no confirmation phase and the CDMA stuff waits until the confirmation that you've connected to the next cell pops before you disconnect from the old one. God, I forgot Which about was, the days where you had to care about whether you had a CDMA I or a GSM phone. Backwards when I think about it. I can't. Yeah. I, I think GSM did it badly and CDMA did it well. Okay. Um, the I don't know how 4G does the handoff, and I definitely haven't looked at how 5G does the handoff. I know that I haven't had that, hey, you you missed a handoff and your call disconnected thing happened in years. Right. I also don't really use the phone in the car anymore. Well, so, sure. There's that. Yeah. Um, the video stuff is, is easier because the protocols, the network protocols will handle that. Yeah. Like your and video yeah, and player will buffer yeah, and you'll have like three seconds of extra of video. Of course there's, yeah, there's a lot of resilience there. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's actually also why, like if you're watching Twitch on a mobile device, then you often will have way more latency on a live stream, even with the mobile version than you do on a, on like a home wired browser or something like that. Sure. Um, so, okay. So microcells cover like urban areas. There's also these things called pico cells, uh, that, that are for much, much smaller area areas, a few hundred meters, uh, sorry, tens of meters that are used in like train stations and shopping malls and interior installations. So those fill in the, those fill in the additional gaps. And what the way this works is like the phone providers actually go out and they survey the entire city. Um, either by placing you know radios on cabs or buses or people or whatever, or collecting data from your phone, your GPS enabled phones to tell you when the signal drops, and they go out and they put a new radio there to fill in those holes. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So so that's so, that's kind of it. That's that's the big that's the big thing. Like, I wouldn't get super excited about the millimeter wave radio, even though your phone has a new little window in it that's supposed to let the special <laughs> right. radio waves in. What is that window? Is it glass or what do you? Was it look I like? Assume it's, glass. it's just like a little. It's a little different colored thing on the side of the phone. Like here, I'll pull the case down so you can see. But it's it's like very blurry it's hard to yeah, I don't it's know just kind of a big, yeah, I'll big t- shiny I'll, mess i'll it's take okay. a picture and we it's can okay. use that as the as the um, photo for the but uh i mean i guess the other half of the point i was trying to make about like the millimeter wave 5g is basically just wi-fi except cell is God. that like I, I, you tell me was it always unrealistic to expect like i guess let me let me rephrase this what i expected when i heard 5g was on the way was like oh it'll be wi-fi like performance at at distance at, at scale, like, like 4g was, you know, it's like, Oh, 4g is just way faster cell, but you still get the benefits of like, you know, well, I mean, it is just in really specific circumstances that no one's going to see in real life. Right. Well, that's what, that's what I mean is like, we're not just, we're not going to get the, the wide scale rollout like we did with 4g where same, same range on transmitters and stuff like that, but way faster, right? Like there are going to be inherent limitations to the super fast 5g that, sound like they're just physics related, right? I mean, yeah, the TLDR on the 5G stuff is that 4G is really good. And yeah. like, like it's, it's, it is definitely not a 3G to 4G situation. That's, that's, that's where more like, what I'm getting at. Yes. You go from like mobile internet being kind of shitty, but working okay. Right. To like, oh, actually now my phone does work while I'm at PAX. Right. Yes. Remember when we used to go to PAX and our phones wouldn't work for three days? Yep. Yeah. I switched to Verizon to fix that. No. Oh. Yep. Um, but but yeah, so like we're definitely we're in a situation where this stuff is becoming more mature. Um, there's there's other parts of the spec that we didn't talk about that are kind of interesting about um, uh, 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 different standards for different types of uses. Um, uh, one of them, the enhanced mobile broadband is what we're talking about with like phones, obviously. Um, Ultra reliable low latency is for things that are robust, like emergency services. I assume that this is what like a modern pager equivalent will connect to or medical devices, stuff like that. Things that you want to have uh, constant uptime and uninterrupted data. Um, and then like internet of things applications also apply here um, for devices that are more, what's the right, that need, need to be connected to a wide area network and not a local network. Um, And some of those applications are like, it's, that's not like people always suggest autonomous cars in that, but that's not really what you're thinking about. You're thinking more about like weather sensors and um, uh, uh, drones that you, that you provide Wi-Fi to firefighters for, or, or or that you use as repeaters for 5g signal to come in to disaster areas, stuff like that. Critical infrastructure type stuff. Critical infrastructure is exactly it. And and that would be limited to first responders and, and and people like that. Yeah. That's neat. Um, 
started to ask, I mean, I don't know if are we at the just Brad asks random questions that came to mind. Yeah, go phase. for it, man. I mean, I started to ask if, is there going to be a 6G? Like, is there anywhere else in the spectrum to go from here? But then I just happened to pull up the radio frequency Wikipedia page. Yeah. Which apparently tops out at 300 gigahertz. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much more of that spectrum is accessible by telecom companies, but. Well, well when you get up into those high frequencies, you end up like cooking things. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that actually segues into the controversies and concerns segment of this which is that one of the genuine concerns is the the weather prediction weather forecast stuff uh yeah well okay first off we i i was told by the president that america is leading in the 6g, oh. 6G race okay um, there already that's just, yeah, just no. increment increment the number by one it's very impressive when you just yeah. say this thing is bigger than that other thing people love it so uh, so just just to be clear, I wanted to make sure I make, make get this right because I kind of messed it up earlier. Microwaves range from 300 megahertz to 300 gigahertz. It's this entire range, right? Okay. Everything we're talking about here, everything from 300 megahertz on. The bands where we cook um, are in the 2.4 gigahertz range, and they're really high power compared to what we're using in phones. Okay. So like we're talking about milli milli milliwatts for phones and you're talking about like 800 watts on a seven and 800 watts on a commercial microwave oven usually okay okay um so anyway um right. but but okay so your question was about um Sorry, i answered I, a question that you didn't I, ask i started i started to ask a bunch of more em questions that we probably should oh either oh, either, you asked, either you dedicate an entire episode to or get a physicist on here to talk uh, about we can totally get a physicist on to talk I about would, like i would like dude, I, will, I, I am super fascinated by that whole that entire topic yeah uh, at, at this he, so the tldr is that at this point we've had enough longitudinal studies about em radiation interfering affecting humans oh yeah i'm not worried that, about that stuff that well no, no but i just want to say it because yeah. like we are confident that you are fine like yeah. this stuff is not causing lasting damage to people it well, doesn't in, cause in, autism in, in the radio frequency in the, specifically which is these what are we radio use for, frequency all yeah, these frequencies yeah. are radio frequencies well you, you were talking about okay is well here is a potentially <laughs> ignorant question is, is microwave just part of the radio frequency my, so the entire it, EM spectrum from X-rays to to microwaves, they're all it's all it's all the same stuff. It's just no, a I know different, that. I different, know, yeah. I know that. What I'm saying is like RF is a specific range, right? Yeah. And I but, thought I thought microwave was a distinctive range from RF. Is it actually is RF inclusive of microwave? Yes. <laughs> Should I be asking these questions? I'm, ma- on this I'm making sure I'm making one is a superset of the other, and I can't remember which is which. Okay, so that that's what I was trying to establish. I didn't realize that. I thought they were totally separate, exclusive. I, mean, I, th- I thought they mm-hmm. were mutually exclusive segments of the EM band. The, the or, segments that we learned in middle school or high school or whatever, wherever we learned that stuff in in science class, uh, is is non definitive. I would say. Okay. It's a it's a construct rather than a definition i see <laughs> that makes sense well okay i mean i could just look at the numbers right i apologize yeah. to everyone listening no, to this no, no. podcast radio frequency is from 20 kilohertz to 300 gigahertz yeah uh microwave is from 300 megahertz to 300 gigahertz so it has to be part of our of the rf spectrum then yeah okay it's all part of the em spectrum the radio no, the radio spectrum again, is a again is I, I know i know that i just thought frequency. that i thought that yeah. i thought that microwave was entirely separate from rf which apparently is not the case no no these are all just the same thing these are all the same photons just at different different yes. Yes. different uh um frequencies and and wavelengths and energies i guess um so yeah, it's fine. You're not going to hurt anything. Yeah. The 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 5G is not activating the COVID that Bill Gates and Elon Musk have distributed around the world using. Uh, sorry, Bill Gates and Tim Apple have distributed around the world mm-hmm. using their uh, right. technology. The details are raise. very important. Yeah, I got to get this right. The chemtrails sure are not real, even though sure, we've talked about them for years. Make I, sure you I, don't fudge any any minor detail any of the minutia of this extremely specific uh and test well-tested theory um the radio the the microwave sorry millimeter wave radios interfering with doppler radio radar what is actually a real thing because they do work in the same kind of frequency ranges um yeah that's what i was starting to touch on earlier what is it the the water in the atmosphere 
is reactive at around 24 gigahertz, I believe. It, well, the water reacts at a bunch of different frequencies, but the Doppler radar radar that oh, we yes. use in the U.S. Yes. is uses 24 gigahertz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the upshot is that the FCC and NOAA and I think NASA got together and they it seems like I I, I it's shocking, but there isn't really reliable data coming out of the FAA <laughs> yeah. or FCC these days. Yeah, I tried um, to find a definitive answer to this and it was tough to track down. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the home of FUD. Uh, uh, it seems like they all agreed to not allow us the spectrum that overlaps the part of the spectrum that overlaps with Doppler radar in the US. So our 5G suffers a little bit in a way that probably doesn't affect any actual human beings and the Doppler weather radar, which saves probably thousands of lives a year uh, remains unaffected. I, I hope which you're is right good. about that. I can't say for sure. All I could, the best I could find was a story from May saying that the FCC had in fact approved a plan from Legato networks. Okay. But I couldn't figure out exactly what the plan is or I can, I'm literally on the site trying to figure out what their plan entailed. Okay. There were there were some quotes from uh, Ajit Pai, the head of the FCC, kind of like shitting on what the NOAA and NASA had had to say about their concerns, saying Cur that he trusted yeah. their experts and that he thought everything would be fine. So I'm not. The the current administration <laughs> seems to trust business instead yeah, of scientists. That's the upshot of you what know. I was getting from that. I'm not 100 percent convinced that we're out of the woods here. I do yeah. have some some actual real detail about this, though, from a story in Wired from about a year and a half ago. Okay. Where they talked to some people at the NOAA about this stuff. Oh, I like that. Uh, this came out of some some hearings that, that happened in Congress. Um, but the acting chief of the NOAA at that time, uh, I was, was kind of surprised they were able to quantify this stuff to this degree. Uh, I'll quote from this. Said that interference from 5G wireless phones could reduce the accuracy of weather forecasts by 30%. Uh, that's equivalent, he said, to the quality of weather predictions four decades ago. Uh, well, and, that sounds great. Yeah. And skimming, skimming down a little further, they actually get some more context to that. That reduction would give coastal residents two or three fewer days to prepare for a hurricane, for example. Uh, wow, and it could, and like it could lead to incorrect predictions of the storm's final path to land. Well, I mean, the good news is we can always sharpie a new path onto the map that they print. So <laughs> it'll probably work itself out, right? Fair point, I suppose. I mean, look. Uh, Two or three days worth of predictions is billions of dollars of property loss, human life lost. Like, you know, yeah, it seems like yeah. we should not do that. I don't yeah. know. He said, he said, I, he said, we can't move away from 23.8 gigahertz or we would. Uh, yeah, but that's that is uh, that that is the I'll quote again. That's because water vapor emits a faint signal in the atmosphere at a frequency of 23.8 gigahertz. That is extremely close to the one sold for 5G wireless communications at 24 gigahertz. Yeah. Uh, well, and here's the last thing I'll mention about this, which I thought was super interesting. I'll just read this last paragraph here. Is this in the same article? Yes. Uh, in the meantime, Girth, that's the NOAA uh, uh, official, says this issue probably won't go away anytime soon. The FCC plans future 5G auctions for the radio frequency bands near ones used to detect rain and snow at 36 to 37 gigahertz. Mm. Atmospheric temperature at 50.2 to 50.4 gigahertz and clouds and ice at 80 to 90 gigahertz. This Look, is not, it, this is, this is not one and done girth added today. It's 23.8 tomorrow. It's 36. So Look, if we, if, if the weather, if, if the weather wants to be measured accurately, it needs to fucking pony up at the auction. Right? That's yeah, how they capitalism they should, works. They should just pay for their, their, their yeah. at the spectrum auction, just like everybody else. Let the clouds pay, man. That's what I say. <laughs> got, the clouds got all those computers. They can God pay damn, for the, God. they can pay for the, the radio that they need. Damn cheapskate cumulonimbus. Yeah. Um, I hate a Cirrus. They're so yeah. lazy. Yeah. But it was interesting to see all this stuff quantified and also like kind of gloomy to realize this is going to be an ongoing problem for a while. Hey, when, when the good news is at, when you're home for the holiday, well, actually don't go home for the holidays, but if you're home, if you're talking to relatives at the holidays and they're like, well, elections don't matter. You can explain to them that the shitty weather forecasts they'll get in the future <laughs> will be because they voted for the wrong asshole. Yeah. Let them know. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, remember I'm, how the weather forecast was in the eighties? Welcome back. Yeah. The guy who did the weather in the eighties in Bristol had the weirdest haircut of all time. Oh Yeah. Yeah, his head was it made his head kind of mushroom shaped. It was like it was like a uh like down on the sides and then it curved back in around his ears, but you couldn't see his ears. It was it's a strange haircut. Do you uh remember his name by any chance? <sighs> oh, cuz I want to see it now. 
Man, he was on oh. Channel 11, okay. which was the CBS. W, uh, we'll do WJHL some, was the we'll do, was the do some, some offline research. On yeah, that. we can we can we can dig into this. Yeah, um, I think that's unless you feel like you have more hot questions about. I think that's a pretty good primer. Like, so I, I, well, actually, we should talk about what this means if you're buying a phone. It probably yeah. doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty short and to the point. Like Don't if you keep right your now. phone for less than five or 10 years, you're going to be fine getting a 4G yeah. phone right now. Yeah. Um, I oh think God, that actually it, it just occurred to me that I am totally in this exact position and hadn't really thought about that. I was yeah. thinking I was thinking about upgrading to either an iPhone SE or a 12. Well, hmm. So I think that the from my experience, 4G is fine. Yeah. For most of the stuff no that I do, I, like, about, especially for my use case for a phone and mobile data, I have no complaints with 4G. Yeah, the 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 things that like the other things that a new phone will give you are going to be much more impactful, like oh, yeah. a new camera yeah. or yeah. faster face ID or better thumbs or you know whatever it yeah, is. That you all do. goes without saying. But I mean, like yeah. the, I mean the 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 one thing you pointed out that I hadn't considered is that 4G support will literally go away at some point. But it sounds like that is a good long way off. It'll be a while. Okay. You have time. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't I don't I, I wouldn't like if you'd asked me this last year and you were an Android customer, I would have probably recommended against buying a 5G phone because the, the Android chipsets were bad. I think now they're probably fine. Looking at the reviews of the of the 5G, the current crop, this year's crop of 5G Android phones. I think you're probably fine. The iPhone, I haven't noticed bad battery life or anything like that. It doesn't get hot when I'm on the 5G radio. Yeah. I haven't gotten the millimeter wave yet stuff. They didn't set it so you can turn it off if you don't want to use it. So I think you're probably I think we're probably OK. Yeah. Um, but but like I wouldn't I if you have a perfectly good 4G phone that you're happy with and you don't feel a need to upgrade for other stuff, I would not go upgrade it just to get on. the yeah, 5G. Yes. Yes. That's the bigger point here. Right. This is 5G yeah. is absolutely not something to go running out the door trying to acquire. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Yeah, I got a better understanding of this. Like I said, you know, the, the millimeter wave, the doesn't penetrate anything, the doesn't go further than like two city blocks stuff is like all yeah. I had ever heard about 5G. So it's nice to know that there is more to it and that some of it is actually OK. Yeah, like it it seems like the, at, at worst, it's as good as the status quo. I mean, maybe not yeah. right at this moment, but it will be as they shift radios from 4G to 5G. Yeah. Shift cells from 4G to 5G. Yes. Um. As always, this is the part of the show where we thank the people who make the show possible, our wonderful yeah. patrons uh, over at uh, patreon.com slash tech pod. <laughs> Big thanks to them. And also thanks to everyone else who listens and puts up with us fumbling our way through our spotty, uh, incomplete understanding of the electromagnetic spectrum. Look, this is this is we said it on the Patreon episode. November, it turns out, is the worst month of the year for both of our like day job situations because we yes. were both just absolutely swamped over the last four oh, weeks. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I think I I'm excited about December um, just because it's a back to normal ish, at least for a little bit. Uh, and yeah, we, I do, we do appreciate you all bearing with us and, and thanks to everybody. I, we get such good tweets. I've been trying to retweet them when I see them. Um, either asking questions about the show or sharing what you like about the show or sharing what you don't like about the show. Uh, and we appreciate all of those, uh, letting your friends who are into this kind of stuff know about what we do is, is definitely appreciated. Uh, you, and you, know, you and, know what my favorite EM fact is? Yeah. I'd love an EM fact. You want to hear one? Yeah, Welcome to EM facts. It's our new podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the visible spectrum mm-hmm. is made up of, you know, the seven prime Roy G. Biv, right? Yeah. The colors starts with red ends with violet. Yeah. What is the spectrum? Before the visible spectrum. Uh, the the red and, end or the blue end? Yeah, the, the before the red end. Infrared. Infrared. What is yeah. what is after what comes after the violet? Ultraviolet. Whoa. What? Close. That's close. Ultraviolet. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that cool? What's what's after ultraviolet? Though? Isn't that cool? Uh is it X-ray? Uh yeah. I think, it's X, I think it's X-ray and then gamma, right? Yeah. So if you go too purple, you turn into the Hulk. <laughs> That's right. And if you go too red, you get cooked. Yeah. The gamma's so, it, right? That's it. That's, that's it. At that, you're in exploding, you're in supernova territory I, at that point. The the wavelengths are very small. Gamma rays are what they use to carve um, uh, uh, low 
very low um, uh, process size chips now is my understanding. Really? Or at least that's what we're working toward. Nanoscale lithography. Is that what we're? Yeah. Nanometer size. Wow. That's crazy. Cuts in the chips. That came um, up. We need to. I know we need to end this podcast, but that came up on uh, another podcast I was on yesterday. Wait, you do another podcast? I, Are you cheating on me? No. It's just, it was just a one and done guest spot. I promise. Um, it was about the likelihood of uh, refresh consoles off this new cycle. You know, like they did the PS4 oh, Pro yeah, and yeah, the, like the a One process X size shrink or whatever. Yeah, and, but the, yeah, I, I didn't get into that territory. But I almost brought that up. Like, I don't think there's a lot of headroom to die shrink and because, or even even setting aside like a Pro, like a faster model, like that was typically what would precipitate the like you know there there was the the, the fat ugly PS3. Then there was like the PS3 Slim, which is smaller. And then there was like the PS3 Tiny at the end of the generation, you know? And yeah. like if you go go read about those models, like every one of those, like the 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 main chip and the system went through like a pretty significant die shrink. But these things are already seven nanometer, and like maybe they could go to five at some point in the next five, seven years or whatever. But like I don't know if we're so, gonna see that cycle so much anymore. Well, I mean, they use the chiplet stuff though, so presumably, presumably. There's um, opportunity to optimize the design of those chiplets based on things that they learn from actual practice. That's fair. That's a good um, point. Yeah. Like if you look at the Xbox 360 and PS3, it is interesting because they kept combining like those weren't system on a chips. Those were systems on a board and there yeah. were a bunch of chips that made the thing work. Yes. And then toward the end of by the end of the 360, they just jammed everything into one big giant die pretty much, I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested hmm. to see. Yeah. Um. It's it's there will there there will be things. The thing is, even though they can't do die shrinks, they can still add more pipelines and add more add more like raster and compute and and uh, um, uh, shader pipelines. Yeah. So like there's still I think that's we're going to we're going to we've reached a point where we're not going to see performance increases in general from shrinking process sizes. For yeah, very that's, much that's longer. what I was getting at. Like we're going to see. By going not, more parallel. Totally. They can absolutely yeah. scale out performance. I was thinking more just like this was more in the like, kind of thermal, like the TDP territory yeah, yeah. of like, are we going to see a PS5 slim if they can't exactly shrink the current SOC down much? To no, we're going to see a, the the next PS5 is going to be it's the PS, be. PS5 thick with two right, C's. That's what I'm saying. Where <laughs> it's like the cooler bigger. is even bigger. <laughs> like, how are they going to make a smaller PS5 if they can't shrink that chip down? Look, let me, here's, here's how you do it. You get a bucket a drywall mud bucket and you put two hoses into it and you connect those hoses to the PS five. And that thing is your, is your heat reservoir. And when it starts boiling, you have to go change the water. That sounds like some solid engineering to me. Yeah, I would. I mean, that thing, that thing will never overheat. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, uh, th- thanks. <laughs> thank- we were thanking our patrons, Brad. Oh, uh, sorry. Thank you all for supporting the show. If you want to uh, support the show and join the fabulous tech pod discord, which is full of beautiful nerds, just like you. Uh, we've look, I hate calling people out individually, but yes, the, the guy we talked about on the Patreon episode, his his nemesis from college. Oh, I saw. I just saw that right before there. we started recording. I, I just know. happened to glance in there and landed. Did he? Did, I, I was scrolling around looking to see if he ever elaborated on why that was. Did he? I didn't. I didn't want to ask. I, I was afraid to ask. I felt I hope, bad. I hope that but was now like I a, brought it up and it's even uh, worse. I hope that was like a jovial nemesis, like kind of like. You know, a good natured rivalry sort of situation I, and not something truly bad. I, I really hope so. Perhaps they were just professional rivals and there was some kind of, you know, some some friendly professional one upsmanship going on. That's yeah. Let's, that's let's my say hope. that's let's let's hope that that's the case. Um, yeah. The other thing that was cool was this morning we had a conversation about the weather weather forecasts on the different like how AccuWeather is kind of bad now. And it's, mm-hmm. they've gone to for profit weather forecasting. And somebody recommended a I'm not going to say what it was because I don't want to out anybody, but like they recommended a site. They're like, oh, yeah, I actually work on that. I'm glad you guys like that. That's really cool. Yeah. And and that was a delight. So it's a it is it is such a wonderful group of nerds. We're getting new people in every day with uh, like just such a wide range of interests and expertise. It is a, a delightful place to hang out. Um, you can join, uh, for two bucks a month if you sign up for the Patreon. Yep. Uh, and we appreciate everybody, whether you're, like I said, whether you're sharing the word about the show or chatting in the discord or whatever, it's great to have you. 
Absolutely. Um, but extra special thanks, as always, to our executive producer level patrons, Jacob Chappell, Andrew Cotton, David Allen, and James Kamek, uh, who uh, we, we appreciate all of y'all and uh, and hope you enjoy what we do. You can find out more about the Patreon at patreon.com slash tech pod. That's right. Brad? <laughs> yes. You looked like you had something to say there. I don't know. I probably okay. did. It's gone. You're just now. walking away. Yep. I think you That'll should happen. get a flat Christmas tree to go on your headphones. You think so? Wait, what? I think you should get like a like a felt Christmas tree that just felt. Okay, yeah, yeah like a, a, that sounds a little top heavy to me. I don't know. Yeah, it shouldn't be round. It should be like it should be flat. I mean, I'm kind of I'm angry that you already took the best idea in the antlers, and I've got I mean, to come I, up with some. There's nothing is going to be either uh, as good as that or as easy to find as that because they're like, so the, sparkly. The antler he- headband makes perfect sense, but like. What else is there in that category? Look, I don't know. You could do the Christmas tree and then you could put a, uh, put some lights. You could like wire up some LEDs on there and have them twinkle. Yes. That idea has already been proposed in this yeah. household, unfortunately in the last hour. So I can't do, <laughs> I can't do um, green because of the green screen. Oh, so that's the tree's shame. out for me. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It does. It does seem like I, this is going to end with me wearing a battery pack for a while. I like this. I like where this so, is going. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, hope you your holiday season is starting well. And, and oh, hey, uh, just as a fair warning, shipping times are getting real bad. So if you're trying to order stuff for Christmas, this is the week to do it, it seems like. Jeez, man. Things are hairy. Dude, it's the 5th um, of, of December. <laughs> I need like another 15 days. Look, it's it's uh, now's the time. And, and then you can just sit back and drink your eggnog after this, which uh, the nogginning is coming. Oh, God, are you guys doing that? Oh, my God. Oh, hell yeah. Last year was the first year you gave us any of that eggnog, and I, like, stretched it out as long as I possibly could. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, maybe I could add a little water to this and just kind of thin it out. To get, no, you put get, bourbon in I, there, man. I did not. Well, no, I did that. I'm just saying, like, okay. I, because I, uh, it was very good is what I'm saying. I didn't, about, want uh, it to, I didn't want it to end. I was trying to make it last as long as humanly possible. It was when I was, when incredible, I was talking, incredible eggnog. When I was putting out the, I'll, I'll post the recipe in the meatloaf cult so people can find it. The, when I was ta- when I was putting Christmas lights up last weekend on the house, the neighbors started doing the casual, "Hey, you guys doing the eggnog again this year?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't, I, don't I, I, I wasn't planning on it, but I guess I am now." The the nog is that good. Uh, the shame shame goes out the window. You do exactly. whatever you can, whatever you have to do at that uh, point. Anyway, see you all next week. Bye, everybody. 